Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, we got Freddy. Always giving it spoopy. Always and but Also known as Daddy Knight. Mm, David is going to take an extra bit of time. We came up with the decision that, hey, just take the rest of the year off. There's a whole bunch of shit that was going on. COVID hit for him. Um, he had to catch up back from school. Other things that are personal that I can't mention here um, happened to him as well. And um, it was just a fucking whirlwind for this guy. So I told him to take a little bit extra time. He'll be back in the new year, though. Um, and by new year, I mean February. Because as I stated before, this uh, this month is a little a little weird, a little different. But we are still a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down, discuss the ultimate question. Why horror? So with the lights, sit back. Let the darkness envelop you. If you like that and you want extra horror content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with the what? K. It's true. It is. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um, man, this month is actually a lot of fun. Yes. We're covering um, all t- 2022 movies. In some ways, we kind of started with Fresh. <laughs> right fresh and then we we have watcher mm. um and we're doing this a little different you know like it, it is december um you know we're we're trying to be with our families and you know and unfortunately uh freddie is in retail so try to give him a bit of a break as well with the <laughs> <laughs> um but um with with all of that being said it is something that we definitely want to make sure that we kind of eases our mind a little bit before the year concludes. Um, so we are taking a bit of a more relaxed style when it comes to recording these episodes here in December. This is going to be from going forward as well, by the way. And by going forward, I mean only in December. We will get back in February to our kind of regular program where we are breaking the scene down, the scenes down scene by scene and yada, yada, yada. Um, but this is going to be a lot more laid back Um style of talking and before we even kind of dive in to what we'll be discussing tonight i do want to give a special shout out to our patrons over on patreon.com slash nightlight pod kristen laura bragalock still hasn't hit me up so i guess i'm saying it right spencer legion podcast lizzie josh vaughn alexis johnny layla eric kelly brenna Daniel, Cheyenne, Carrie, Stu, Anna, Stephanie, Calvin, Drew, also known as the Silent Knight, Scary Stuff Podcast, Samantha, Patrick, oh, uh, hello, Jessica, Jared, Jasmine, Chantal, Rio, Jesse, Joe, Kaylee, Rob, and last but certainly not least, Freddie. Thank you all so much for supporting the dream You're over welcome. here. Yeah, thanks, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but no, I smile. <laughs> ah, da, 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 da. Um, but do you want to give a quick trigger warning before we even kind of jump into the film we're going to be discussing today? We are going to be discussing Smile, but before we kind of get into it all, Smile is a heavy fucking movie, and we are going to get into the heaviness of this movie. Um, and by heavy, I, it mainly consists of like mental health and things like that. Um, Suicide. So, Right. Yeah. Lots of talks of suicide and things like that. Um, so 
we do want to be mindful to everyone as well. Um, so please, if that's going to cause you any type of mental harm or anything like that, this is your trigger warning. So do not listen to this episode if, if you feel like you don't want to listen to that type of topic or something like that right now. Um, don't listen to this episode. Your mental health is 10 times more important yes. than our listenership. You are the priority. <laughs> 100%. Yes. Like we, we will survive. Like, dude, please don't listen to this episode if it's going to cause you harm. Um, so by all means. But with that said, yes, we are covering none other than smile. First and foremost, thoughts. Yeah, so I really enjoyed this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. I think there's a great amount of jump scares in this movie. But at the same time, all of the jump scares in this movie are very effective and they're very useful to the story itself and the torment that this main character kind of goes through. Um, Like you said, there are a lot of heavy subjects in this movie and it does talk a lot about mental health, which could be like a bright side too because it shines the spotlight on it uh, heavily. And it could be something where it can get passed on from person to person or some people who have experienced a lot of trauma in their life or a traumatic experience, what that can lead to their mental state and what it can ultimately leave up to suicide, which is sad. Yeah. And yeah, no, this movie is rough on that aspect. I think it, it really hits a very emotional spot, at least for myself, because I'm all about mental health. Mental health, like you said, is very important. Uh, you're the number one priority. So, again, if you're still trying to push through and listen, do the due diligence of just, like, take care of yourself. Yes. That's the big thing about this. 100%. Um, but as uh, bringing it back to, like, the horror movie aspect, um, I do feel like we've seen this movie in other movies as well. I agree. Um, a lot of people bring it up, like, It Follows, of course, and how Truth it gets passed dare. down. Truth or Dare. The Rain. Um, and I think that's the thing that hurts this movie a little bit. Is that we've seen it, and sometimes we've seen it done better, in my opinion. Sure. That's okay. I think if this movie came out first, the other movies wouldn't have hit that hard. I think this, I think movie... this is just a product of its time of it coming out now, where we've yeah. seen so much content, where we've seen this type of scares before, but at the same time, they're effective. They're oh, yeah. really good. For sure. And it's super good at like scaring the shit out of me. I <laughs> went to the movie theater with a couple of friends, uh-huh. and... um. It was so much fun because this was like one of the first times where I literally had like a jumped. Those, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like one of those chairs where you could put your feet up. It was like little like lazy boy chairs. Oh, sure. Where sure, I sure. curled up in a little bar and put my fists up like I was about to fight something because of the jump scares. Oh, and I was like, man. damn it. Wow, you're good. Okay, I like it. But at the same time, cheap. <laughs> but I was like, I'll take it. Um, but yeah, it's a fun watch, especially with yeah. uh, friends, I would say too, and especially people who haven't seen this movie. This is a great movie to introduce to other people because it's not too, too scary. But it's like a very fun ride as well. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely say this movie is super jump scare heavy, yes. um, for sure. And but great filmmaking too. The camera oh, yeah, movement, the camera work is phenomenal. Is and same thing with the uh, audio cues and also uh, the sound design. Yes, incredibly well done. And I agree. I, I think the audio cues in this movie just work so incredibly well. And um, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I love this movie. You know, like I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to state that right now. Like I very much adore this movie. I think it is extremely well done. I think it's very well paced. Uh, well, to an extent, there, there's a, a few times where in this movie where I'm just like, God damn, this movie's still kind of going on. You know what I'm saying? But right. like, <laughs> it's um, a long one for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a long movie. It's about two hours. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it, it does have a lot to say. It's just sometimes I feel like 
we could have gotten to the result a little bit faster. Um, like there's a few times where I'm just like, damn, like we're on, we're only on day three for her to experience this. I feel like we've been doing this for like a week. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the finale is quick mm-hmm. for the most part. Although I like the, the showdown and stuff like that. I really like the finale um, a lot, actually. Um, I, I was like, uh, I was in the group text of the friends I saw it with. I'm like, hey, I'm about to like do the podcast for it. And they're like, just let everyone know. It's like it scared the hell out of me and it creeped me out throughout the night. Uh, it made me feel like I was scared to sleep. Yeah. Like I watched it for the first time. And I was like, oh, that's pretty big stuff. That's awesome. And then it's like, oh, yeah, a lot of jump scares. The jump scares got me. The first girl's smile was so creepy. That one that cut her own neck. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) And we'll talk about it. But, like, um, I love seeing it with, like, friends who are, like, still within the horror, like, genre. But, like, they love it. And I I can see why people love it. And we talked about the box office earlier. Yeah. Of, damn, this one hit really yeah, well I, I, I mean and, and we'll we'll share the box office stuff in yeah. a moment but like yeah I you know and I I agree like the thing that made this movie so I think successful is the fact that one the trailer although it gave one of the biggest scares away like it, it it didn't give what the story was like you didn't truly know what to expect from this movie. Like when I went into it, I didn't know it was going to be so mental health heavy. Yeah. Or mental illness heavy, I should say. Um because it doesn't uh, like I feel like it is a pro mental health type of film, but at the yeah. same time like I can understand Create awareness. Right. For sure. But I can understand like how some people can feel about the ending as well where it's just like, "Well, wait wait a second. Like what the fuck? Like, do, so does it just mean that it's no matter what, mental illness is going to kill me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because like it it ends with her not winning. So like, yeah. Um, so in your opinion, do you think the ending would have been better if she won? N- no, um, actually, I don't. Because um, like you know, it 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 started to show that like her winning, uh, and you know, I even said to myself when I watched this in theaters, I was just like, you know, I don't want it to end this way. But if it does in this way, I understand. Um, what I pictured it as was um, a concept of um, dealing with your tra- your past traumas sooner, healing yourself sooner. Um, that's what I experienced it as. Um, and I can understand, though, why some people may not have experienced it that way. And I can 100% understand. And their their reasons are also really valid, too. Right. Um, that's just what I personally got out of it is, um, you know, dealing with your past traumas sooner. Because, um, I mean, we have the past trauma of her seeing her mom dead. Um, and then we even have that being brought up again when she meets um, Laura as right. well. Laura, she experienced her grandpa dying in front of her when she was seven. Right. So like everyone you know, had some type of past trauma. Exactly. That stays with you and maybe we submerge it a little bit and right. sometimes it will resurface. Exactly. And that in and, and this was something that uh we learned later that our protagonist Rose doesn't deal with. Like she didn't deal with her past trauma of seeing her mom dead, who was also very, very mentally unstable, um, and put that onto her kids. You know, so and that was that was something that resonated with me because my mom, she was very much mentally unstable. And I mean, I didn't luckily I didn't have to live with her, um, but I still had to experience 
the illness brought on to me where she dealt right. with schizophrenia and um, bipolar disorder. And that was still passed on to me. And then unfortunately it was also passed down to my brother in a family, uh, uh, gosh, what is it called? I want to say heritage, but it's not heritage. <laughs> um, whatever. Besides the point, someone's probably screaming at me. Sorry. My ADHD <laughs> is also firing like crazy right now, but um, you know, they, uh, <clears throat> that was unfortunately passed down to my brother. And that's why this movie, I feel like resonates with me so much. And the reason why I see it that way um, is because of my past traumas and because of uh, my own mental health and things right. like that. So I was very surprised to see that this movie is this was this heavily focused on mental health. I was yeah. very, very surprised. Um, that was quite surprising when I went in theaters because I remember chatting with um, Shannon, Shannon McGraw um, over there at uh, Nightmarish um, Conjurings and shout out to Shannon by the way but I was chatting with Shannon and Shannon got to go to one of the screenings for early early screening, like pre-pre-screening um, to, because of the mental health aspect and um, they were like getting her um uh, opinion and all this stuff on that to, to like, like, Hey, are we going too far? Like, are we, are we not pushing hard enough? Like whatever. Um, and, um, so she, she saw this movie like months in advance. And when, when she said that, I was like, wait, that sounds interesting. Like the trailer didn't give any of that, you know? And, and she's like, I know she like, so I'm very curious as to right. what they mean by mental health. So, it was very surprising, but um, at the same time, like I, I feel like for this film, it it works. It works. It works really well. Yeah, it works really, really well. And you know, like you said, like even though yes, there's films that have done things similar to this, I feel like this one still was very unique. Um, yeah, in it its has its own, own right. flair and like oh, absolutely, feel and everything. like it follows it is. A very different concept with the same kind of um, building blocks, right? Right, right. I it's mean, the, we, we're dealing with the STDs. game of rules of right. the horror. Like, how does it get exactly? Passed yeah, and, and you know, it follows dealing with like uh, sexual transmitted diseases and and um, also uh, the whole aspect of um, that constantly following you and you having to pass it on and all this whole other jazz. But um, in that right, this film definitely does mimic that. Um, but Hey, I feel like if it weren't, <clears throat> excuse me, if it weren't for those types of films, um, uh, this smile wouldn't have been made. Right. You know, like, uh, without those films to inspire smile, um, you know, it wouldn't have been made, I feel like. But even though the main inspiration was from a short story, I believe by HG Wells, um, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah. Um, anyway. Ready to jump into this? Let's do it. All right, let's Ready. do it. <clears throat> Smile, directed by Parker Finn, released September 30th, no, uh, 2022, excuse me. A, a runtime of one hour and 55 minutes Whew. Whew, is right. <clears throat> An hour longer than the host. <laughs> uh, a budget of $17 million, which Paramount considered small, um, and a box office of $211 million. Damn. With a rating of 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty good now, rating. I, really good rating. I looked up the stats. Uh, this is technically the highest grossing horror film to come out this year, um, which surprised me. Yeah, me too. 
There's uh, a lot of bigger budget movies. I yeah, I mean, the big one that surprised me was Nope. Yes, it beat Nope. Yeah, it beat Nope by like like I think at least forty million. So it it kind of it wasn't a lot, a lot, but it was a lot. This movie said, "Yep." <laughs> but like with Smile doing yeah. that well, I was I was like, "Shit!" Okay. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Fucking amazing! And it's still in theaters. Yeah, still in it's theaters. still in theaters, and I, you know, I, I find that to be very surprising. It, is Nope still in theaters? I don't uh, think it is. I don't think it is because <laughs> I saw the Blu-ray. Oh yeah, it, no, it's it's out because uh, it's also on a streaming service now. Yeah, it's on Peacock. Peacock, that's right. Yeah, so um, yeah, this is still running in theaters. Barbarian's not in theaters anymore. No. Um. Yeah, this is Stone Theater. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. That's fucking wild. This came out in it's September. On FX as well. Well, this, now it's also on uh, Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. Yeah, as it, it was supposed to originally stream on Paramount Plus, right. and then uh, it kind of transitioned to uh, them saying, "Like, you know, let's give it a shot. You know, fuck it, shot in the dark, see what happens." It opened with forty million dollars, and I'm sure at that point they were like. Fuck it, keep running this movie. Let's just yeah, let's, like, let's, let's, just see, let's see what happens. How much money can we get? Let's see what happens. But we open to a young Rose kind of seeing her mom dead in yeah. bed from a drug overdose. Um, you know, that was uh pretty What's intense way to start this yeah. movie. <laughs> it's like vomit on the, the bedding. Yeah. You get the crazy camera angle where it looks like she's standing up, but it's actually her laying down on the bed. Eyes are cloudy. Uh, I love the camera movement. This is something I always like. I really appreciate storytelling without saying anything. Yeah, we got the wine like, bottles. You got the, the wine cigarette bottles, butts, cigarettes, pills, pills everywhere. And it's a mess um, in there too, yeah, right? Like, everything's disheveled. There's like, laundry uh, and there's a bottle inside the laundry basket. Mm-hmm. Um, there is so much detail. Yes. In everything. Yes, and then even here where like the camera starts moving up and it shows like the full family, yeah, the happy, happy family, and then it actually like digresses with family. It's yeah. just her and her husband. Her and her husband. And it's just her and her kids. Her, her kids. Husband so, is gone. I'm assuming. I'm assuming passed he, away. Whatever. I don't think left. he passed away. I think he left. He left. Yeah. Maybe that's what drove her to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like numbing herself out with right. drugs and alcohol. Right. Possibly. Um, and it's storytelling without exposition, which is great. Use the exhibition from the camera movement of this is how the story is told. Yeah. And then we do a very quick jump scare, our very first jump scare of the film of uh, Rose waking up, mm-hmm. which uh, we get from the uh, Smile short film as well. Kind of the same way to open that short film up, which was uh, Laura Hasn't Slept right. is the name of that short film. So for those who didn't know, Smile was created from a short film first. And um, that short film premiered at South by Southwest. I saw it at South by Southwest, and I didn't know this was picked up to become a full feature. <clears throat> so that kind of surprised me. And I actually found this out recently. I was like, wait, I've I've seen that. Right. And, and I just showed Freddie. just watched it, yeah. Yeah, I just showed Freddie before we started recording. And uh, it's... It, if you haven't seen it, I would highly suggest seeing it. It's on YouTube for free right now, um, and it was released by Paramount on YouTube as well. So if you haven't seen that, go watch that because it honestly is it's so good. It's really fucking good. It's like eleven minutes long, but it's really good. It's really fucking good. But anyway, uh, Rose wakes up at her desk, right? Yes, and you know she wakes up because she's getting a phone call from a patient, patient that she she knows very well, Carl. 
And Carl, you know, he's repeating over and over, like, like I'm going to die. Everyone's going to die. Nothing matters. And so on and so forth. Um, and as he repeats this, it's, um, it, it, it already is something that she already is like, kind of like, ah, oh, we've been through this before. Like she right. comes in very calm. She comes in knowing what to do pretty much like comes in knowing what to do, letting him know that like, like, no, I don't think, I don't think you're going to die. You're not going to die. Right. Um, you know, calm, collected manner. You're, you're having a manic episode. Um, I want to talk about the colors a little bit here though. Uh, cause we got a lot of blues, right. right. And we got a lot of pinks. Right. You know, a pink, lot of common colors. A lot of common colors. That's exactly what she's trying to do with this patient. It's like yeah. calm down a little bit. Yeah. It's very soft-spoken. Right. Uh, very personal. Very personal. Yeah. The, I mean, the co- the coloring is, is quite, quite predominant in this whole movie, right? Like, the blue and pinks definitely take over this film, right? I mean, pink being something uh probably for empathy i know that's what i learned in color theory is like usually you use pink to, to show empath- empathy or compassion and things like that um blue usually meaning cold <laughs> but you know she tells him that he's not gonna die she promises it to him and then she walks out and then she goes up to like the the front desk nurse letting her know like hey like you know i wonder carl rangan to be in like observance or whatever he's harmless but check on him yeah. So, after that, though, oh, this we, is one of my favorite shot scenes. Oh man, yeah, we get that um, that, that top overhead shot, overhead shot of the ambulance. of the ambulance running in. But it's not even that. It's like you're seeing, like I said, more exposition. And you see this lady get brought out of the ambulance, and yep. she's like frantic. She's moving all about. Camera follows, screaming. No. But while the camera follows, it tilts upwards, mm-hmm. fucking moving towards the building to the window, and mm-hmm. it like floats through it. It's so cool in one shot. And it's I'm just so like, cool. I love it. And then the music builds and builds and builds. And then and it, it goes sounds away. like it's going to be like something epic. And then the, yeah, the sound just goes away. Yeah. And the door opens. And yeah, that's her. right. And she, it's it, so it, good. It, and initially it's Rose going to see her boss, right? Right. So she goes to see her boss. Um, it's so clean. And of, of course, fantastic. We get to see fucking Ken, uh, Ken Powell, um, which love him. Um, but <laughs> I was surprised to see him in this movie. I was very surprised. I, I didn't look up the cast when I went to go see it. And I, saw it and I was like, oh, phew, what the I. Fuck? sure. I was surprised to see Sosie Bacon as like, the Kumar. lead. Kumar! <laughs> um, yeah. Kumar! What are you doing? <laughs> Holy you shit. didn't go to the interview and become a doctor. <laughs> you escaped from Guantanamo Bay! <laughs> um, but, you know, we... we When she comes in here, you know, he's just letting her know, like, like hey, like this person shouldn't have gone into residency. Like she doesn't have insurance, yada, yada, yada. And you know, I I like this because he's like, he's like, yo, I'm not, I'm not mad at you for doing this. Just tell me so I can like get ahead of it. So the board's not hitting me up. Like, Hey, like what the fuck? Like we can't afford this kind of thing. But, um, so I do like that, but he doesn't like go home and shit. Cause he's like, yo, you've been here since the last night's shift. Go, go home. And when she leaves, you know, she she walks out for a little bit. Right. And we get this beautiful slow pan, almost like the Invisible Man. This beautiful slow pan That's to her phone, and then it rings, which brings her back. And it she comes running in because she is that passionate about her job. And here's <laughs> the thing: I think it's the fact that one, she's passionate about her job, and two, her job allows her to not have to focus on her own issues. One hundred percent. This is me. <laughs> 
Fair. It's, this is a lot of you people. You stay so busy that you so you stay distracted from like anything else. Exactly. Yeah. And this is a lot of people. This is the news for a lot of people. But she gets the news that Laura Weaver has come in and she was brought in. Uh, she, she has no psych. She, should have. she has no psych um psych history or anything like that as well, but you know, it it's it's interesting. Uh Sosie Bacon, by the way, looks nothing like Kevin Bacon, but she looks one hundred percent like her mom. Which, um, gosh, what's her mom's name? I'm blanking out. Um, I think it starts with a K. Uh, gosh, what's her name? Uh, damn it. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Cause like, I know, I know it starts with a K. I believe it starts with a K, but let me, now I got to check because now I'm, I'm curious. Cause God damn it. Kyra, <laughs> Kyra, Kyra Sedgwick. There we go. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Kyra Sedgwick. So she looks just like Kyra Sedgwick. Um, but I put on Twitter after I watched this fucking movie, I put on Twitter, I was like, oh, I would love like if Sosie Bacon, you know, if they ever want like while they're remaking The Exorcist, that that remake of The Exorcist, I would love for Sosie Bacon to play. Um, uh, God, what's her name? Why am I breaking out so hard tonight? Um, Reagan. I would love for her to play Reagan. Um, and someone, someone commented on it, which was like, uh, the main actress is still alive. I was like, no, I understand that, but like, like I get it. But if she if she doesn't want to do it, like <laughs> then Sosie Bacon, like you know what I'm saying. And and I think it's been on record that she says that she does not want to act anymore. Um, I think she said that in a uh, interview on Cursed Films, huh. um, where she's like, I don't want to act anymore. She's like, has a f- yeah. she has a farm and shit, and she's there just like go. chilling on her farm. She's she's chilling. Sosie Bacon's not. She's acting. So like, let's, let's get her in there. Um, speaking of, how old do you think she is? Take a guess. Sosie Bacon, how old do you think? First number to pops on top of your 29. head. 29. 29. You're very close. She's 30. <laughs> okay. 30. Wow. 1992. She does not look 30 here. I'm older. They uh, they definitely aged her up a little bit in this movie. Yeah. But um, it because if you look at pictures of Sosie Bacon, she, she looks very young. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know who this was until I looked it up at the end. I was like, right, right, oh, right, shit, right, yeah. it was Sosie Bacon? Like, what the fuck? They aged her up. A lot in this movie. <laughs> she looks like she's at least maybe thirty-five in this Mid-30s movie. Mid-thirties, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, they definitely aged her up quite a bit. That you could tell, like with the makeup and all that stuff, just a, a lot more wrinkles yeah, and things like that. But um, anyway, the nurse tells um, Rose that uh, Laura watched her professor bludgeon himself to death with a hammer. With a, with a hammer. Jesus Terrible. H Christ. So back to the blue room. Back to the blue room. Rose goes in there. Very she reveal. doesn't see. She doesn't see Laura right away. Right. And then Laura's cowering in a corner. Right. She's she's very afraid. And when she tries to approach her, she backs away. And she, you know, she's staying calm and and whatnot with her. Um, and as she's staying calm with her and and allowing her to, you know, embrace her fear. Right. Um, she sits down. She's like, I just want to talk. She pulls she allows out allows her boundaries to be protected. Exactly. And when she pulls Advice out the recorder, yeah. that's when Laura starts kind of like, you know, humbling on over, over to the seat. Right. Um, and she's, she's crying. She's not in hysterics or anything. She's very, very calm. Well, not calm, but she's very, very aware of what is probably going to happen to herself. <sighs> so but, um, 
you know, Rose starts with the basic questions of like asking her like what day it is and all this whole other stuff. And this this is when she starts to tell her that she's seeing something. She's seeing something that looks like a person, but it's not a person. Sometimes it's her grandfather. Sometimes it's someone that she doesn't know. Right. And it, it just she, looks like different people. Right. And she tells her, she's like, sometimes she even says it like this. She says, sometimes it's my grand. It looks like my grandfather who died in front of me when I was seven. And it's so fucking quick. It's such a gloss over. Right. That, you know, we don't it's even. backstory. Right. Necessary backstory to know right. what's really going on. Exactly. And, and a connector. Right. A connector for uh, Rose as well. Like this thing preys on people's past traumas that either was not healed or that's just still apparent in their lives. And it's it's very, yeah. very interesting. But, you know, she mentions that it smiles at her and it's not friendly. It's a it's one of the worst smiles she's ever seen. And goddamn, this actress is off. fucking killing it. And it's the same actress from the short. From same actress from the short. That's correct. Yeah, same actress from the short. Same name, same person. Um, in they talk about they, they she, she gets she starts getting hysterical at this point because she she's finding that Rose isn't understanding her right. Um, so when it when she mentions that it tells her to do things, and she told her that today it told her that she's going to die. Um. So that could be a symbolic of like intrusive thoughts coming into your mind, telling you to do things that may hurt you and hurt yourself, right. maybe hurt others. And it's, yeah. yeah, when you really look at it, it's very sad to see. And then someone it is. is in distress and panic. It's like, I don't want to do these things, but my right. mind is telling me to do these things. Right. And even when it's, she's mentioning the uh, smile too, right? Like the smile itself is, is kind of like a mask. Right. right, like you know, it's something hiding behind it, a smile. You're hiding behind a smile. Exactly. That's where the real monsters lie behind right. a smile. Exactly. Um, but Rose tries to give her like some kind of foo foo psychology stuff when um, she uh, when Laura is like, "No, dude, like I, you're, you're not listening to me. I'm going to fucking die. This thing is going to kill me, and you, you're you still think I'm psychotic." And you still think that I'm having some type of psychotic break right Right. now. And you're not listening to me. I'm not having that. Like she's like, she told her, I think she was like a PhD candidate or some shit, but like it's this moment when she looks away and Rose tells her to look at her. And then she finally turns over. She falls out of her chair, fucking screaming. And what I'm assuming she's seeing in this point in time, I don't assume, I assume she's not seeing Rose anymore. Right. Who I assume it is, I assume it's her grandfather in the form of it changing just how we got for Rose later. Mm. And she's seeing the exact same thing that Rose sees at the right. end. Her and, past. Exactly. And she's in the moment when she she's crawling, crawling all backwards. the way back and then Rose even looks back like, what the fuck? Like, is there something behind me? Because this seems so real. And then she gets to a point where she starts choking and gasping. And at this point, I think it's entering inside of her mouth. It's fucking nuts. But yeah. I think that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. That's a good call. (laughs) So she runs to the red phone. She calls for backup. And the screaming stops. When she looks back, Laura's not on the floor anymore. Right. 
the only thing I was like, how'd you you guys are so good at like sound design? How come you didn't have the sound of the vase cracking and breaking? I think because the scream was just so loud, I guess. But maybe, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I was know. just like, oh, that was weird because the second watch, I was like, oh, yeah, you don't no hear sound. it. You don't hear it. Yeah, I, I noticed that in this yeah. watch as well, and I was like, I was like, that didn't, I didn't hear that go off. <laughs> That's but... when I was like evaluating. It, I was like, huh. <laughs> now I noticed it. But man, what comes up next? What does come up next is quite intense indeed because we do see Laura standing actually behind her with a smile on her face and with she stares shard. directly at Rose with one of those shards from the vase broken. She stabs herself in the cheek, not even an ounce of pain. And as she's dragging it down, releasing fucking straight crimson onto herself, she drags it onto her cheek, down to her chin. God damn. Gushing blood all gushing. over herself. Like, it, it, it's, it's... It looks... It looks great. It, like, it looks horrific. Yeah. It looks Terrible. horrific. It like it is an absolute Terrible. waterfall on her Terrible. throat right now. And Rose experiences until Laura drops to the ground, so still funny. holding the smile on her face. Jesus, H. Christ. She still has the smile on her face as Rose kind of meets her on the ground. She slides down on the ground and they're staring at each other until the orderlies come in. Huh. Fucking hell. This is a hell of a way to kind of start this whole thing out. And this is an opening credits. This is one of the best cold opens that I've seen in years. Like, yeah, this is one really of the best the fucking cold how opens. horrific this movie is about to be. Seriously, seriously. You know, like I, there was two great cold opens of 2022, this and fresh. Yeah. And then we get that same Rami camera into the eyeball. Oh yeah. Camera <laughs> into the eyeball. Cause you know, the eye is the windows of the soul. Right. Yada, yada. Um, this I don't like. <laughs> the the smile the, title I hate the title like the, the like I yeah, I thought that was so lame very scream it, it, it very much felt like scream I was like it, it felt like it was it's like <laughs> it just didn't match with the rest of the movie not a bit the whole entire movie like, like none of that kind of happens none, none of that happens there's a club like, scene maybe sure yeah like it's just <laughs> none of that happens and it really doesn't match with the whole film but whatever besides the point we jump into the we jump back in and we're back with rose and she's waiting in a room oh. um and she, you know she sees her her boss um chatting with her ex who we don't know who's her ex right now joel right. um who's a cop and he, and his other other cop friend, I don't know, cop buddy, buddy cop, whatever. But they're trying to like kind of get the, the, the situation down and things like that. Um, and they're trying to make sense of what happened, I guess. But right. this cop's a fucking dick. Joel's not. He's not. He's but, really but like this other cop's a dick where like this dude, he uses words like nutcase or fruit loops and things like that. Like like they, they, they use these like, such these derogatory terms to talk about someone who is dealing with any psychotic breaks. Right. Um, but fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But Joel kind of steps in and just like, uh, what we're trying to say is that we just want to understand her mental state. Like that's, that's, that's what we want to do. Um, and she uses kind of large jargon words where she's like, she could have been s- suffering from acute post-trauma right. syndrome or something like that. They have no idea what the fuck that is. <laughs> so she kind of goes in, she's like delusions. Like she could have been psycho- like having a psychosis. Um, 
claiming that there's an evil presence that is uh, haunting her. her, where the partner is like, yikes, out of that <laughs> whole explanation. And like, and it's almost as like sarcasm right. when he says that. But uh, lack of empathy. Oh, very much so. Very much so. Which I love, which I love because like we, we have like pink, which is supposed to be the symbol of empathy, but it's hiding behind the coldness of the blue blinds. Right. Like it's, it's so interesting, but, um, man, what a fucking crazy, 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 crazy opening. But anyway, um, they, they, she shares the information that, um, that, uh, before Laura dies, she mentioned that, or uh, she was smiling when she did it. That's right. what she mentions to She's them. like, oh yeah, she was smiling while she killed herself. Yeah. And we, and we kinda, get this great get cut. This fucking amazing, almost dark night cut. <laughs> oh yeah, very like Joker-esque. Very Joker. We get uh, the, pretty much the morgue with the tarp over her and the blood has seeped through it, creating a smile on it. And this was iconic. This was this is fucking beautiful. Used a lot in like the poster designs and stuff like that too. This is uh, something that is trailer. going to stand the times of horror. Yeah. This shot right here. Yeah. And you know, like I think this is uh I think honestly, and I'm not just trying to like get out of your head. Right. Because you know what's underneath that too as the right. viewer. So there's just so much. Do you think she's still smiling on. under there? <sighs> Probably. <laughs> well, we maybe, maybe not. Shots. Maybe not, right? Because we, we, I mean, we don't technically find out, but like we see that the person who witnesses the the um, the uh, death by suicide is um, the person who sees them smiling. Yeah, we get we get a lot of these shots, these kind of upside down shots. In my opinion, I think we get a little too many of them. Well, here's my thing with this shot that we get cut to with her driving to her house essentially um the camera is upside down yeah and then it starts tilting so it goes fully upside down right and i think this is the turning point where her life is about to become upside down maybe because the other shot that we get later on uh it goes sideways and i was like oh this is where shit goes sideways and it does it's kind of like um act, that's act one right there yeah, that's what I've like felt the today. Stage, and now it's passed on to her. Her life's about to turn upside down. Yeah. I saw it as that type of symbolism. Yeah, that's what I felt it as. Um, well, I felt it as acts. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't kind of see see it as um, super symbolic. To me, it just got a little annoying after a while because right. um, it, it definitely gives me a little bit of motion sickness. <laughs> um, but Sosie Bagan, she makes it back home, right? And right. she finds the spot of bloods on her on her clothes still. And, fucking freaks her out she rips the rips that shit right off over her head goes to take a shower and Opens a wine bottle as one does yep, when she get, when she's done know. she's like fuck man like i need some wine open that shit right on up and uh we get kind of a hereditary-esque scare here um so good. This is this fucking great. Me. This is one of my favorite scares in this whole film. Like I think it's subtle, this scare but in your face, but also works. subtle. <laughs> yes, like this scare like, you works. You don't see so it until well. you see it, and then you're like, "I'm scared of it." <laughs> yeah, and, and it very much is literally hereditary. Like, I mean, the grandmother right. in Hereditary was smiling in the fucking dark corner as well, but we see her um, staring out into a corner um, after she takes a full gulp of wine. She stares out into a corner. The camera slowly pans yes. over yeah. to see what she's seeing. And then we it's see dark enough. in the shadows, 
we see Laura standing there. And I don't even know what this is in between. Like, it, it's not like a walkway. No, it's, uh, it's, it's like uh, on right the, behind the island. Right. It's literally by her dining room table and the sink. Right. Right behind the island, literally like right like, next Like literally there. like right across from there. And we, we have it paused. And like this is one of the creepiest fucking things <laughs> right here. Like this this works so goddamn yeah, well. Yeah, I would love to bring up like how they really advertise this movie where they hired a bunch of random actors in real life to go yeah. to like baseball games and random events and have people just stand there and smile. Yeah. I, like I, tweet, that, I like, tweeted that out that they had like the best – like uh uh kind of gr- guerrilla marketing yeah. ad campaigns here um because of what they've been doing um with all of that and uh i mean the, the tweet went viral but like with that tweet like i mean and a lot of people were trying to like shoot me down on it and shit and they were just like oh well what about boy which project yeah i mean i I didn't say it was the best yeah. one ever, but right. even then, activity, whatever. Well, like, there's a right. lot of different ones that did a lot of great. Exactly. Like, I mean, it, it, like Cloverfield that, was like, hey, either. here's a movie that's coming out next month. Right. Exactly. Lack and then, of and then they came out with the website and all that yeah. stuff. But like Prometheus, yeah. when they came out with like their TED Talk and that like, was random like Happy Fucking Birthday, genius. David. Like. Yeah, there's so many movies that did great ad campaigns, but that doesn't take away how great this one is. Exactly. This one's yeah. in, in 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 reality, this one was probably the cheapest. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they I'll give you 100 bucks. <laughs> someone else's um whole thing, they just bought a ticket to a fucking baseball game as close to the camera the as actor, possible. Pay the actor. Boom. Oh, we want you to stand outside and smile in the camera at Good Morning America. Okay. That's easy. Sure. Give me 20 bucks. I'll like, do like, so, like, no, this, this, they really brilliant. stretched their money for this movie because it, it they it, were all over TikTok. So they were on Instagram. They were everywhere. It had people talking about probably it. Probably with the box office a lot, too. It's like, exactly. I have to see this movie. They used the power of social media. Yeah. They, like, they used the power of social media. One guy was saying that, like, no, it this even, is. even, like, the Twitter like button turned into a smile. It did. When they had the hashtag. Right. Yeah. Uh, but like even the, the this person on Twitter was trying to argue me down, which is like this is not good marketing and blah 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 blah. And like I didn't even That's not argue, a good tweet. I, I didn't even argue them. There was a whole bunch of other people were just like, well, obviously you noticed it, so like what the fuck? It, it's perfect marketing. You noticed <laughs> it. And he was like, I only knew it because of the trailer. And they're like, e- exactly. Like this movie wasn't th- this. These people standing there smiling were people for for people. Who saw the trailer? Like that? Right. Like it? it they can like what the fuck you. are you talking and about? For the people like, who didn't know, the people who saw the trailer can fill them in. Exactly. Like, like right. Word of mouth. Like it's just like like dude. And so the marketing's fine. <laughs> like, is it simple? Sure, you could say that. But for you to say it's bad marketing, right? Like no. Like and then they even pointed out there are like four thousand people at the time. Four thousand people like this tweet, so they obviously now are seeing it even more. I even actually ended up in uh, Metro UK. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I was like, hey, I mean, they didn't talk to me. They just used my tweet. But like, hey, still cool. <laughs> I like it, Um Anyway, her boyfriend or fiance, excuse me, her fiance comes in. Uh, what the fuck's this guy's Another name? Another gaslighter. Uh, he's an idiot. Like, I, I hated him. Yeah, he, he was sucks. such a bitch, dog. His name is Trevor. Um, but like, Trevor is fucking dick. Like, he, you know, she tells him that like a patient died today but this is this is important 
right? Oh my god, he doesn't. He's well, like, oh, this, hey, come here, right? He's trying. He's to, he like, just goes immediately to consoling. I'm sorry, right? That's it. Um, it happened right in front of me. He's just like, oh, okay. And he's like, "What do you want me to do?" I'm so sorry. What um, do do? So like. You know, I'm like, oh my god, that's awful. How are you doing? Like, we're canceling dinner. We're gonna make sure you're taken care of. Like, bro, you are not jumping to action, right? But this is you're, important. This is important for both of them, though, right? Like, you yeah. know, I, I, when he's he's also in the wrong, yes. But I also think Rose, she holds things. Oh yeah, she's she's definitely suppressing that. She she could have easily she's said, like, oh, we can. Let's go to dinner. She could have easily have said, yeah. like, I feel it. Um, like a set of my patient died today. She could have said, like. My patient cut herself from cheek to throat today. Right. And that definitely would have gotten a more visceral reaction from him, I'm sure, um, instead I mean, of her saying if a that. kills themselves in front of you, you would assume it's probably going to be horrific nonetheless. So Either way, yeah. More support side, Even if they don't kill themselves in front um, of you, if someone just dies in front of you in general. Like, we talked about it where she kind of like does things to avoid things. So she's like, yeah, let me go to dinner. It'll distract me from what's actually happening. In my yeah. Because she's just like, yeah, no, she got a babysitter. Like, Her yeah, sister Holly got a babysitter. Like, we have to go. It'd be a bigger yeah. headache not to go. Right. So, yeah. And he's like, Holly, headache? No. Um, but anyway, they go to dinner. And, like, Holly fucking can't shut the fuck up about her goddamn kid taking all these stupid extracurriculars. No one gives a shit, right? They have a dinner. It's awful. They don't like it. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's it's an awful dinner. Uh, But when she goes back to, uh, she goes back to work the next day. um, And I love her cup here when she's at work because it's a cup that just has a, or it's a mug with a smiley face on it. Um, but she sees Joel again. Joel's just like trying to check in on her. Um, like, Hey, we didn't have a chance to talk yesterday. And this is when we kind of start to see like, Oh, did they have a thing? Like (laughs) they had a little thing going on. Um, so seeing him as like a a good guy after seeing him in the new scream as the dick. Yeah, that was very quick though. I mean, I know, but that's like, he was amazing. And also in uh, dinner in America as well. Yeah. Um, but dinner in America. He's also in Jennifer's body. Yes, yes he he's the he's a goth kid who dies in Jennifer's body. I mean, Kyle Gallner, like is he is, he is a fucking like king. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like he's absolutely amazing. I love Kyle Gallner. He was also in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake as well. He was in the Cleansing Hour. Dude, Ooh, the Cleansing Hour. You're right. Mm-hmm. He oh yeah. There. Uh, he was in Red State as well. Um, he, you know, he, he a horror king. He's a horror king. Like he is a horror king. However. He hasn't had many roles where he's the lead. And right. I think that needs to fucking change. Smile too, baby. I need that needs to change. Well, you I, know, think I, got, it, I, think, I got thoughts on right, that. We can use that. We can use that for midnight hour. Cause I got yeah, thoughts yeah, I got on that on for it. sure. Uh, but I love this when she's like, she, you know, Rose is like, I got to go back to work, dude. Like, I don't have time to talk to you right now. But the co-worker, but like, the, uh-huh. the co-worker like, you know, she is she about oh. to get married, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. And she's like, I'm single. <laughs> I love it. I love Shoot that. Shot. Oh, I love that. But I was, uh, Rose goes back to her office to check the report. And, um, you know, she checks the, the report about her, uh, about Laura seeing um, her teacher um, bludgeon himself to death Oof. and um, also mentioning the smile as well. Uh, but her phone rings. It's her sister. Ugh. Right. She 
the worst. Yeah. She she sighs, but she answers it. Yeah, she's like, I just want you know, I want to say sorry. But I want you if you can't if you can't show up to your nephew's party tomorrow, buy him something. And don't pick the gift. I want you to buy this gift, dude. And she was like, you could at least buy him a gift. And I'm like, bitch, I don't have to buy him shit. Right. So my fuck? Job. But anyway, besides the point of this fucking lame ass conversation with her sister about toy trains, she sees someone standing at the bottom as she looks out of her window. Can't really tell if they're smiling or not, but they are we looking just up. Assume. Yeah. Then but she goes in the hallway. She walks down the hall. Great tracking shot. This is beautiful. A lot of these tracking shots that follow her on the side, I love that. But she comes across Carl's room with right. him just straight cheesing. And it's smart that the camera leads before her. So we see him first and then she notices. Yeah. So it's also great to see that. And then she yes. goes into the room. So she comes in, goes in to check on him. He doesn't say anything right away. She snaps her fingers in his face. And then he starts repeating his uh, his his thing that got him there in the first place where he, he starts to say, um, I'm she's gonna die. I'm gonna die. And then he turns to her and he says, She, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. You're gonna like he repeats it over and over and over again. And, um, you know, he was he was Oprah Winfrey in this moment, but like when he's yelling at her, she gets up and she yells, calling a 5150 on him. For those that don't know what 5150 uh, is, it Mossy is Zink. it, what I don't know. That's a different code, probably. That's definitely a different code. (laughs) Uh, That would be really messed up if they used 5150. Uh, But 5150 is um, a code that you use for when someone is considered uh, to have a psychotic break. Um, Yeah. um, So um, utilizing codes like that, you know, my brother has been classified 5153 times. My mom's been classified 5156 times. So it's like these, um, these classifications... They call for this, yeah, yeah, and they call to be restrained and 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 put on which mandatory is so sad watch. to see this too because it's fucking horrible. because he's he's on his bed, yeah, like, cowering, right, and so he's he screaming no. Anything. And she she sees in this moment like, she wait, up. what the fuck did I do? Right, like, and she it's goes to see her boss. Edit. It's it's a it's a fantastic edit. It's a fantastic edit, and she goes to see her boss, um, and he's just like. Uh, what the fuck happened? Like, you know, <laughs> like what did you what did you do this for? <laughs> like, Carl's not aggressive. Like, what what? Why did you do that? And then she kind of like sticks up for herself in a way, yeah. and she's like, he was he aggressive. Was. He came toward me, and blah 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 blah. And he pieces together that like, you know what? I think this is. I think this is you re-experiencing your trauma you experienced yesterday. Right? Roughly so. I don't know why she's at work. No, God, no. And he tells her, he tells her that like he's worried about her not sleeping and shit. And he tells her to go home. He's like, "Yo, yeah, you've been working off. You've been working paid. like eighty hour weeks. Get out of here." So good. She goes in her car. The priority yourself. Very true. She goes in her car. Um, that is parked in a very close parking lot to this hospital. Usually, hospitals have like parking structures. Right. <laughs> but she goes through a few breathing exercises. And then we kind of get, like you said, the the upside down that's turning sideways um, kind of uh, image. Going back to her in her car, she finds the toy train, buys that. And as she's at home uh, packaging up the toy train, boxing it and and wrapping it as a present, her alarm goes off. Right. 
So she gets a knife, starts investigating. She doesn't even get a knife. She gets scissors. Yeah, that she was using to package. Which I think in this moment, the alarm never went off. Oh no! I think the alarm no, it went did. off. Yeah, the alarm it was went her off. opening the back door, letting the cat in. Think so? Which had her kill the cat. You think so? And then packaged it. I don't think she ever killed the cat. I think this thing. I think this thing actually is is but if uh, the thing is a uh, symbolic thing. Well, that's the thing. I mean, symbolically, sure. Because no one sees it except for the people who go through that traumatic experience. But her door is already open. When she gets back. Right. When does she bring the cat back in? Well, none of this. We have an unreliable storyteller. Hmm. Sure. None of this happened. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. So I think her seeing the door open was like for her own mind to like, like subconsciously not know what she just did. Okay. So you think that the thing's already inside of her. Right. Is that what what you're saying? These are instances of it emerging. Okay. Okay. So she's doing she's doing pretty much all this herself. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. I see. I see. Interesting. My perspective. Right, right, right. That's fair. That's in that's understandable. I think that's where the plot hole kind of you know lies though in this. Right. Like what's real, what's not. Right, exactly. And and this is a lot like uh the night house and that type of aspect. Exactly. Yeah. And and, you know, like it it it's really hard to face that where it's just like, well, wait, is she doing this or is is there is this entity actually um tangible, right? Like to where it can physically touch things and do things on its own. Um so I mean, because granted, yes, we we see the toy train packaged into the box. Right. We see that happen at the store. Um, but, yeah, we have no recollection of the cat. She feeds this cat awfully late, by the way. Um, right. But, like, you know, and she only feeds the cat when she seems to be stressed. <laughs> Here, yeah, like, she's like, I need to feed this cat. I'm so fucking stressed out. But anyway, her phone rings, right? Her phone rings, and it's it's the first line security. Um, and she gives her passcode very quickly, um, her first name and her passcode, which is Acapulco. Um, but... Uh, the clerk that calls her asks her if she's in the house alone and she claims that she is and she's like are you sure? I love this. Are and you the sure right behind you her haven't head. let something inside Rose? <laughs> and it's fucking great. And yeah like you said the camera is right behind her head and it tells her to so look just behind like her. her. Not being able to see and see her slowly look back. Yes. And when she slowly looks back there, there there's uh, she doesn't get to complete it. Because the, the phone rings again, and Chaos. The, and what? the phone is not in her hand anymore. She's kind of confused. On the holder. Back on the charger. Back on the holder. Exactly. So like you know, she's kind of confused. She looks down at her hand. Like wait, what the fuck? Um, you know. So it's, it's it's super intriguing, and it's the real first line security though this time. You know, and she's kind of good with that. And then we cut to the police being there, and they're like, "Hey, there's nothing here." Like you know. Maybe maybe you accidentally left the door open or something. And like I hate that they try to rationalize it for her. Right. Like like, hey, like these false alarms happen all the time. Maybe you had the door open or something. Like, you know, like it is what it is. Then the alarm uh, went off earlier. But yeah. Right. Trevor comes in and he's like, uh, what the fuck's going on? Instead of making sure that she's okay. Right. And he's like, what happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, why are you saying what happened? It's like, are yeah. you good? Are you okay? What's going on? Yeah. So she stress <sighs> feeds mustache. Um, <laughs> and she's like tapping her bowl for mustache to come. Uh, mustache isn't there. Um, 
in Trevor. She's like kind of explaining to Trevor. Right. She doesn't remember putting the alarm on and stuff like that. Right. And he's just like, he's like, what? You put the alarm on by accident? And she finds herself constantly apologizing to him. Right. And I think one, it's, it's his fault. And also two, yes, it's a defense mechanism for herself because she's a, she's a people pleaser. Right. You know, and um, a people pleaser definitely starts at a very, very young age. Very young age. And she's like, I was just venting. Like, everything's fine. Right. Everything's good. And, and he's during like, this time, she's smiling. Right. She's hiding behind She's hiding smile. behind his smile. She's masking her true emotions at this moment. So as she does this. She says that she doesn't find mustache anywhere. Right. And she tells, she asks for him to take a look. And he notices the the broken wine bottle. And he's, or wine glass. He's like, did you break another glass? Like, <laughs> but um, Rose starts looking for mustache out the back door out the back door exactly and there's the, the, there's a she lot did. of interesting framing shots in this right where we have them standing on the side and it's a kind of in the role of thirds where they're on the third plane right they're yeah. never they're never really shot in the middle um too often and i thought that was interesting but uh she can't find her cat and, she, and you know we kind of get that spiraling turn thing into her mom's room again um her mom being on the bed kind of gasping awake causing her to wake up at night next to trevor um i can't tell whose house this truly is like i don't know if it's both their house i don't know if it's her house i don't know if it's his house it's hard to tell true (laughs) so very hard to tell whose house this is but anyway she can't sleep anymore she's like fuck this so she goes into the dining room to listen to the recording from laura that happened yesterday um talking about the smile and things like that and when she hears her screaming and calling for help that's where she hears her voice or she hears another voice whispering her name rose and it's fucking amazing it's great she turns it up all the way she right here she kind of looks like uh jim carrey but she turns it up all the way and then it doesn't pop up instead it's fucking laura screaming her name in her ear right god damn it's like an audio clip that's not there but she made it there yeah it's like we can't trust her right still but great jump scare great jump scare fantastic jump scare and it's 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 a really really great jump scare and you know it's it's interesting and like you said yeah it, it's hard to trust our uh, protagonist in, so, in some cases um as well but at the same time you know i find that also to be really genius as well because of the fact that our protagonist is having this mental inst- um instability right right um so it's also very interesting as well because a lot of people find this way for someone who deals with a mental illness. They find them untrustworthy. They find them to be um, uh, uh, kind of uh, pre- predictable um, and things like that as well. So, you know, it's interesting that you're getting that from this film as well, because as someone who would consider himself quote unquote normal without any mental illness, um, that's how they would see that person. They would see them as like, like I can't really trust everything you're saying right now, to right. me right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and same thing for like that happened to me as a kid. Like my mom, her main thing would to say was to say things like Michael Jackson was my dad, to the point where Michael Jackson is literally on my birth certificate. 
I've never met my dad, but that is uh, what she has claimed for years. So I have no idea who my dad is, Hmm. but she would always claim that it was Michael Jackson. But it's hard to believe that. (laughs) Uh, Uh, We never know. Yeah, We never know, right? But still. Anyway, Rose goes to see like her psychiatrist, her her therapist, but she hasn't right. seen her in a while. But she sees her therapist for which means one- she's gone through therapy before. She has exactly which is a great backstory as well. Yes, but she only goes to her for one thing. She wants she she definitely is just like, hey, I, I just need a script. You know what I'm saying? I just need um, uh, Risperdal, and that's it. Right. That's all. She that's wants all I'm to here just for. like put her problems away right. using medicine, just yeah. like her mother. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes. Absolutely, and that is uh, fascinating. But you know, her therapist was like, "Nah, fam. Like we're gonna, we're gonna talk up. about this." Yeah. You know, I think her de- doctor's name is Madeline. Madeline. Um, but uh, Madeline is like, "Nope, we're gonna talk about this. This is not. This is not how we're gonna do this. We're gonna talk about this, and you know, we'll go from there." So they talk about it a little bit. Very, very little. But she claims that it's just like an echo from the stressful situation of her past patient. Um, and she she's kind of just like writing that off a little bit. But at the end of it all, she um, – uh, well, she kind of writes it off. She's like telling her a little bit. But um, Madeline is like, you don't seem like you have any illusions. You don't seem psychotic right now. Um, and – Pretty much she's telling her, like, I'm not going to give you this drug. Like, because you don't seem like you are giving any of those particular signs to me. So I don't, I think what we need to do truly here is heal your past trauma from your mom. Because we know that that's what's kind of being brought up here and yada, yada, yada. But um, she, you know, she lets her, she lets her know that she's taking her, she's taking her short hiatus from work. Um, She's not seeing any more page uh, patients or anything like that but she asked her she's at the end of it all she's like so about that prescription like like can like can i have it and she's like like let's wait until next week just call me like you know just call me if you need me kind of thing uh but yeah very very intriguing um but she goes back home Puts on makeup, you know, trying, Hiding trying the bags to under her eyes. exactly trying to cover up, you know, add more of a mask, and she practices smiling and pretend she's happy. This broke my heart. This is literally the whole entire movie. This broke my fucking heart. Like her trying right. to just practice a smile and you push away and all of her problems. push it back. Like she's trying to push it so far back. Right. But she goes to her cousin's or her sister's house. And like her sister's like surprised, and she's like, "Hi, surprise! Like I bought, yeah. Look, I'm happy. Yeah. You can do stuff. Yeah. And, and like Holly, Holly's just like, "Oh God, like you fucking came! Oh my God!" Like, yeah. She's like, hey, I, I, I hate her. I hate her. Yeah, yeah, and Greg, her husband. I hate Greg. I hate him too. It's him. dumb comedic moments, but it's like two dumb comedic moments. Yeah, I hate them. I hate them. Yeah. But anyway, she meets one of the one of the uh, ladies at the party. I think her name's Stephanie. Uh, but she meets Stephanie, and she's like, "Wait, you're the therapist, right?" And she's like, "Yeah." Uh, let me tell you. And all She's my like, problems. "Oh my god, I need some advice." <laughs> Projecting all her issues on her. So they sing "Happy Birthday." Shout out to that lady's fucking dope ass glasses. They sing "Happy Birthday," but they <laughs> sing it to an extent because it starts to distort and fade, fade away for two reasons, right? I mean, reason number one, it's cool. Right, it's fucking yeah. cool. It's very scary. Reason number two, 
they don't want to get fucking sued because like happy birthday is copyrighted. Reason number three. What's the reason number three? That her mind is elsewhere. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Her mind is definitely elsewhere for sure. Like she's, she's just, not living she's in like, the moment. I, she's in her head. Like, she's I don't want to be there. She's pretending to be here, but she's in like reality, looking around. The stuff that's behind her moment is just everything else that's compiling yeah. right now. And then she tells this party, "Hey, have you seen Pet Cemetery?" It's <laughs> <laughs> too dark. I mean, not dark enough. You know what I'm saying? Um, but kid, uh, your nephew starts opening up his super cool gifts, getting like Nerf guns and shit. Like, eh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, That's the X shot, dude. He, right. He got the X shot. He's like, gracias. He's like using his uh, his Spanish that he's learning. Great. That's yeah, weird. Uh, he's, and he's like, it, he's one of those like like <laughs> Spanish. It, it's it's not Spanish. Super. It's it's super excited. Super white. Let's just put it that way. It's like he's grassy ass Harper's mom. <laughs> grassy ass. Um, but yeah. I don't know why. She He opens her gift though yes. next. Um, and he's like. So I'm like, I love Stephen King and Pet Cemetery. <laughs> I mean, you got to have it, right? And he's like, he opens his up. It's like, oh, shit. And he's like looking around like, oh, man. And then he opens that fucking oh, tissue so paper. Dark. And that smile fades with the quickness. What'd you get, sweetheart? Oh, my God. And he pulls this CGI cat out of the box. Oh, my fucking God. I don't know if it's CGI or just like a stuff. Oh, no, dude. That's, when he pulls it out, that's CGI for sure. That's CGI. Oh, you're right. You're That's one hundred percent CGI. When she's holding it though, like it looks like it has weight to it, so I don't think it's CGI when she holds it. But like right there, that's CG. But right here, that's not CG. Um, so like that's real. Like I, like it looks like there's a little bit of weight to it right there. But um, yeah, like she she freaks out when she when he pulls the cat out <laughs> and she runs to it and she's like she's like telling the whole crowd of people me, it wasn't me. Wasn't me. And her sister is even backing away, like, what the fuck? I can't believe you. When her sister should be like, like, okay, like, hey, you said it wasn't you. All right. I don't know what happened. It it's fucked up. This is my kid's birthday. Like, why don't we why don't we go outside? And and like, you know, let's just right. let's take a breath. Greg, fucking make magic right now, dude. Like continue opening gifts or something. Right. Um, you know, like it, it, a, a true sibling. Would have probably went that route, but yet she doesn't give a shit about she her sister. Have any support system? No, she only gives a shit about her her immediate family and her kid. And just yeah, herself. Right. Truly, like she doesn't even give a shit about her fucking kid. She gives a shit about herself. Like it's her image that she's bestowing. She's bestowing onto her child, which is another thing that leads to trauma. Right, like mm. that whole thing leads to trauma as well. But she eventually sees Stephanie smiling in the chair across from her and she yells for it or she yells like, what the the fuck fuck are are you? you? you And then she yells for it to leave her the fuck alone. And then we get this amazing, uh, what, scream three fall into a a table, glass table fall. Um, But she falls into the table because she sees Stephanie smiling right in front of her face. And when she goes to look at her elbows and she realizes she starts to fucking scream, but not from pain, from frustration, just pure frustration. That was the most frustrating scream right there. But right here, when she is in the hospital, the ER, this is where she looks like Reagan. She looks just like Linda Blair right here. Holy fuck. 
You're right. Yeah, yeah. She looks just like Linda Blair right here. Like, God damn. Uh, like it's it's like damn near uncanny, dude. Like I I'm I'm gonna pick it up because um it ugh, fucking hell it looks it, it is wild how much they look alike in this moment. Like oh yeah, dude, what she looks she looks like Linda Blair. Like dude, what this is crazy. So all I'm saying is, yo, if Sosie Bagan is like available fucking hit her up but i love that she's looking at the pain assessment tool and it's oh, like yeah. no pain and so when and i went like to go that. see in theaters it was like the first opening weekend and that was one of the giveaway posters was the smile and then it had the, the paint poster oh sick yeah, that's cool. awesome that's awesome yeah i, I wish i would have watched this in opening um i watched it way later though but uh she's in the hospital and her her uh boss comes to see her and um, she notices like her fiance and her sister out out the door, and they're just yelling at each other as her boss is trying to talk to her. To her, she's not listening to them at all. Right. She's just like, why is he not just going straight in and seeing how she's doing rather than talking to this person? Well, I think I think <sighs> he's trying to cover up for her in this moment. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt in that moment because it feels like her sister is just like, you need to fucking control her, kind of thing. Like that's how that's how it seemed like that. And he's like, yo, like what, like calm down like he, it sounds like he's trying to be it seems like he's trying to be like that it doesn't seem like he's like agreeing with her but he does agree with her right because he takes right. her home this is a hard scene right here yes he takes her home and he's just like what do you want me to say like like what do you want me to do and he finds her to be aggressive in this moment when she's just like i'm not crazy like i need you to know that i'm not crazy and he just like nods his head and he's like okay Instead of saying, like, no, I know you're not crazy. Like, I know, like, you had a stressful fucking week. Like, none of that. None of that. Um, but instead, she starts giving, letting him know, like, hey, something's going on with me. And it's really hard for, for you to believe this. And she tells him the story. She tells him a little bit of, like, like something is threatening her. And he's like, you talk about ghosts, Rose? <laughs> but she claims that it's an evil spirit or energy. Um. And like this is after after she like closes the door back. And he tries to open the door. He's like, hey, let's go inside. She closes the door. It's like, no. Like, this is yeah. she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> <Just say apologies. laughs> um, when in reality, like she's just like, no, something something is attached to me, and I I need you to fucking listen because I'm petrified. And you know, he has this moment where it's just he's not saying shit, and she was like, I need you to say something, and he's like, I, he's like. He doesn't say, I don't know what, it, what, it, what to say. He says, what do you want me to say? So he has his own little post, his little past uh, childhood shit popping up in situations like this where he's just like, he does he can't think for himself. Like, he can't think for himself. He's just like, I don't know what you, I don't know what you need me to say I think here. he thinks that she is crazy. I think he thinks that she's crazy too, but at the right. same time, he can't, he can't say that. Like he's not he's not saying that right now. He says it later out of frustration, but like he's, he's not really telling thinking. her how he feels. So, because like she's trying to she's trying to pour it out for him, and then he finally finally tells her like I I think this is crazy, and he gets out of the car and he's like I can't deal with this right now, and and he's he's trying to keep a distance like like she's gonna attack him or some shit, but like. He tells her that that you sound crazy, and she yells that she's not crazy, and then she starts apologizing immediately. 
like he's never been fucking yelled yelled at before. Genetic. That was the word I was thinking of. But he he pops up with this whole bullshit. Yeah. Like like, but it's Inject- genetic, isn't it? Yeah. And she's like, "What? Like, Gaslighting? What, like what the fuck are you talking about?" Um, and he's like, "Mental illness." I feel like this isn't even gaslighting at this point. This dude's just, just like blunt. Yeah, yeah, like this dude's like just being super blunt about this bullshit. He's like, I, I read that you could inherit it from a parent. I, I looked, looked it up. She's like, why would you look that up? And this bullshit. I wanted to know. I wanted, doing stuff I wanted to know her. what I was potentially hitching my entire life to. That's fucked up. What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? It's kind of one of those things. You never told me you had a hidden child or something like that, but it's like mental illness. What the fuck? Right. Right. And and you know, it's like, he, do you even he, love her, then? He he knew about her mom. Then you know that's that's probably what got him curious to look it up. Like, is that genetic? Um, but like, he could have just talked to her. He could have talked to her. Worked it, work, yeah, work it out together. Yeah. And he asked her at the end, like, "Did you kill Mustache?" And she's like, "No." And he was like, "What happened then?" I mean, yes. And she's like, "It was the thing." And then. Trevor dips. He, he goes back into the house and she's pleading for him to come out as she still has her cat's blood on her body. Or her own. Or her own, yeah. And it's a very interesting when You're she right, falls it's her down own. on her on the glass table. It's bandaged of like wrists, which oh, is very yeah. symbolic of like people who like attempt suicide and stuff like that too, mm-hmm. uh, which is really sad to see, but it's also a very iconic look of just like, hey, she is doing self-harm because technically that was. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, well, she checks herself out. She gets changed. She gets cleaned up. Um, and she notices that Trevor's on the on the couch asleep. So she goes straight to her room, goes straight to the computer, and then we hear a whisper of her name inside of the bathroom. It's a very dark bathroom. But she looks up. Well, before she does this, excuse me, I forgot to mention that uh, she looks up uh, Gabriel Munoz, the teacher, right? That's a, that uh, bludgeoned himself, and that's when we get the whisper. And she's like, "Nope." She turns that computer off, and she turns the lights off, which I think I'll just kept them on. Um, and then she uh, goes to lie down in bed, and then we start to actually hear that um, it is the voice of her mother telling her to help her. And she turns over as she tells her, no, 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 no. And she's like, mommy made a mistake. And she whimpers as her fucking mom stands in the doorway. God damn it. God damn it. And then we get that quick cut uh, to a jump scare of her being almost hit by a goddamn car. The person says, are you crazy? Yeah, that's right. He does. Indeed, he does. But she goes to uh, Gabrielle's uh, uh, wife's house, Victoria. And she goes to visit um, Victoria and she acts like that she's a reporter, right? right? And she kind of asks these questions like, oh, he was on edge and she's never heard him scream like this before. And he was an artist, right? I mean, uh, that's one thing that Gabrielle was. It's crazy to think that this happened to her probably like two weeks ago. Yes. They talk about like seven days or whatever. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. She still looked very sad. Distraught, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, but she's still very much affected by this whole thing. And, um, you know, he was just two waves ago of this thing. Um, And she tells her about that night that she got the phone call and things like that. Um, And they asked her to identify the body. And then that's when we kind of get this fucking crazy ass, like, 
destroyed face and she cries about his face which rightfully so and you know she talks about the 25 years of marriage and that's what she was left to remember him by god damn um now after we get a couple apologies she uh we um hear from rose asking if gabriel ever described what he saw and she says i'll show you she takes him to a she takes her to a room of all of his drawings mm. and it's all of these people smiling. smiling yeah and one there's there's one that's like fucking crazy like it's like pulling its eyeball out and it's still smiling. Yeah. Like, yeah. holy fucking hell. That shit's crazy. Um, you know. <laughs> Goddamn. But Victoria, she tells her that, like, this is what Gabriel will see. And um, this is when she mentions that he saw um, he saw someone else commit suicide. Or, excuse me, um, death by suicide. Uh, I don't like using the word commit. <clears throat> it's like, it's like kind of taking away the victim aspect um but you know they she mentions that she drew his brother right yeah um she drew his brother who he saw die in a car accident i think it was like i think that's what that's what happened he he saw him die in a car accident or something like that he saw a woman kill kill herself in front of him he did, but yeah. but he saw that as the oh, thing the traveling. Yeah, 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 the past so trauma. That's the, that's the past trauma. Yeah, right. right. Um, and that's when she mentions after that, that it, at the conference, that's when he saw someone die by suicide. And that's when... Uh, that happened maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. And she asked for her name... And she's like, oh, I don't remember. I'll have to look for that. Um, and this is when she actually tells her that your husband wasn't wasn't experiencing anything crazy. All of this is real because it's happening to me. And she blows her cover, and she fucking loses it. Victoria's like, "What the fuck? Are you some type of like morbid fanatic? Get the fuck out of here!" Yada yada yada, yelling for her to get out of her house. And uh, Rose. Gets the fuck out. Yeah. She She's she like, gets right. out of the house. Say less. Um, and she goes to like as she bites her fucking nails, or like not even her nails, like her skin. But she goes to uh Joel's house, Joel's apartment. And nice she, apartment complex. Very nice. She she tries to get as presentable as she possibly thinks she can, knocks on the door, Joel answers, and he's like, What the fuck? Like hi like uh, what are you doing here um and she just invites herself in so he's like great come on in so as she comes in to the room uh she asks a favor of him but she doesn't want any questions asked they go over a bunch of different files of people who uh died by suicide and as they're going over these files they are finding um, that there's a pattern. There's connection with these people, right? And he's just like, Rose, who are these people? Like, what, like what, why are you interested in this? What the fuck is going on? Um, she doesn't tell him. Not yet. No. She doesn't tell him yet. 
But this was it. This is this whole thing is interesting. But she sees one of the scenes of how the uh, the lady died, I guess, at the conference. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Horrific. Um, yeah, very horrific. I assume she stabbed herself in the eyes or something. I don't know what happened. But yeah, um, yeah. they keep going, though, and they find another one. They search her name because she was like a real estate agent, right? Um, and they, they, um, they search her name. And then she comes, they come across the security footage video. And the security footage video is um, of a guy who comes up to her in a gas station, grabs gardening shears, and stabs himself in the neck with them in front of her. Yeah. Fucking vicious as hell. Um, and they go back. To make sure the to notice if he was smiling or not, and he was, he was smiling, and and Joel could see that. Joel Joel could see that very clearly. He even questions it, like, wait, was he smiling? But like, goddamn, like, oh fucking hell! I don't like experiencing some shit like that would be horrific. <laughs> Holy fucking hell! Uh, um, yeah. I mean, any of this would be horrific to experience, but God. Damn. Jesus Christ. Um, Rose is like, all right, I know what I need to do now. And she's like, she gets up and she's like, I need one more favor from you. And she asked for him to print out all this shit that she just saw so she could take it home. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, this, this was my least favorite transition. Um, but we transition. Happening, opening, like. I, yeah, I get yeah. it, but it's, just, it's definitely my least favorite. She's she, on track to get cured for right. healing her discoveries. <laughs> so first it was upside Circle down, life. then it was sideways, and now it's back to normal. Transitions. Transitions. She goes back home. She notices that um, homeboy is there, Trevor. Uh, I assume this her doctor didn't drive there. Because her car's not there. She just like, she goes into, <coughs> excuse me, she goes to the living room to greet Trevor. She notices Madeline fucking Trevor, um, sitting there as well. And she's like, what the fuck is she doing here? And Madeline's about to talk. And she's like, she stops her immediately. She's like, I was talking to my fiance. Mm. And he tells her that he called her. And she's like, why? And then he tells her that she, she was, has been acting completely unhinged. And even Madeline was just like, don't, I, fuck, don't say that. Like, like, don't, 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 don't use that word, <laughs> motherfucker. But um, she tells him that, like, I confided in you and I, that I was scared and this is what you do. This is what you do. You go behind my back. back. Yeah. Researching me and talking about, like, my family. Like, shit's ugh, crazy, dude. man. Um, this guy's a dick. This guy's an asshole. This guy's a fucking asshole for sure. But. As as they're kind of having their little argument or whatever, you know, he gets like even more upset that like claiming that he she doesn't care about her, and which he doesn't. You know, all of this is for him to have this kind of perfect life or whatever. But she dips. She's like, I'm fucking out, and she goes over to her her sister's house. And Greg, this idiot, um, who looks like. God, he, he looks like freaking David Blaine. 
<laughs> he looks like a younger David Blaine. But uh, Greg is just like, no, like you, you can't, like, talk, to my, like, you can't it, talk to my yeah. wife like that. Blah, 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 blah. And Holly comes out. She's like, get like get the fuck out of here. Like, get move. Like, just just it, go the fucking side. Uh, yeah. Like, she, all right, all right. she's so intense. Jeez. She's so intense. Uh, but she comes out and she's like, she's just like, how you doing? Yeah. How, how are you? And then uh, she's <laughs> poor Rose just claims that she's cursed immediately, and <laughs> cursed. Ho- and Holly's just like okay, well fucking hell. So Holly closes her door. Holly's also wearing pink, as well. Right. Although she's not being compassionate and she's not showing empathy, it's like reverse, <laughs> right? But she is uh, telling her about the the whole shit. And then they have this argument about her, uh, about their mother. And I hate, I hate the faces Holly makes. Like she's, she has the, she's this, like disgusted at her. Yeah. Like always. It's like, yo, it's just <clears throat> her dude. And she's like, feeling some type of way, like you should be there comforting her. You should. Instead, she tells her that she's having a breakdown and she right. sounds just like their mother. And it's fucking crazy. And they have this argument about her like not being there or whatever. And she's like, I had to leave to survive. And she's like, yeah, you left your little sister to so you could survive. It was always about just you. Never about me and my family. It was always just you. So she tells her to like fuck off pretty much. Um, and uh, even though she comes back with like a really good comeback, like Rose is like, like I, I would m- not, I would much rather be that instead of a fucking stay at home PTA mom. Ooh, got her. And Holly was just like, okay, I'm done, I'm done. And even though, even though Rose tries to apologize, and she tells her I'm not doing this, and she goes back out of her house, t- claiming that she traumatized her her nephew Jackson. Claiming that she he was traumatized like um, by that, which she probably was, but she's like, "Fuck it, whatever." All right, I fucked up. Goes back to her car. Then we get the iconic scare as she's trying to breathe. Yeah, it would have been if it was not shown in the trailer. True, true. And her sister comes walking back in, walking back up to her car, knocks on her window yeah. without her face being shown, and her head drops down smiling and like it doesn't just drop down like it twists and her neck is contorted and it's stringy and her head is upside down it's kind of cute yeah it's great it's a great image this looks awesome but yes unfortunately this was ruined in the trailer um and granted this you know two great things about this though um yes it looks awesome Yes, it was ruined in the trailer. However, it got people to go see this fucking movie. That's true. Too. This is the moment that got people to work. We're like, we're like, I don't know any, like every it, person I talked funny. to said that like they weren't into the trailer until this fucking shit happened. Yeah, yeah. When I first saw the trailer, I was divided. I was like, this could be either the best movie or the oh, worst 100%. movie. 100%. I was with you on that. Yeah, and I was just like, I can't tell. Yeah, it was very tough but, to yeah, tell. Like, like you said, I think there's enough in the trailer for me to be like, I'll check it out. It yeah. caught my interest. Yeah, it caught my interest. Definitely caught my interest for sure. Um, yeah, you know, I wish they just showed this in the movie. Yeah, they showed any other one. This was like the coolest. Like, <laughs> literally, you could say twist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I, um, 
you know, I got a couple of things about this too, really quick. Um, the there's a movie that I feel like that did this as well, in my opinion, did it just as good. Um, terrified. Yeah, when he's like yeah. outside, but it's, it's a, a fucking it's jump scares, huh? <laughs> I was like another movie with a bunch of jump scares. True, true. But like terrified, did that so fucking well yeah. with that goddamn like monster thing after like stabbed Spoilers. her in the eyes or whatever. Jesus Christ, yeah. terrified's rad. Yeah, that's a fun flick. But um, she's like screaming and shouting and shit in her car, like she's banging, so frustrated she's that this it. thing keeps getting her as her nephew <laughs> watches from the fucking thing. Now, yeah, I chuckled this at this is like as well. The trauma too, a little bit, right? And that, that's what He's I kind of found it as as well. Um, he literally had a dead cat for his birthday and sees yeah. his aunt going crazy in the car. He's yeah. traumatized. He's, he's definitely getting that he trauma for sure. Um, but later that evening, she goes to a diner, eats the. F- she like cries in the parking lot a little bit, it's and then it hamburger. cuts this to is her a eating. Weird scene. It could have been cut out. This scene is very strange. Eating a hamburger, like like angry. Like, <laughs> but it made burger. me want one. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, she's really enjoying it. Yeah, but then she calls Joel, and, or no, Joel calls her. Right. And then Joel is like, hey, yo, like, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me these people like there's a pattern like 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 everyone's connected here. What the fuck? And then he kept digging and he tells her that it goes back at least 20 cases. Huh. But 19 of them died. And she's like, wait, hold up, hold up. You said 19. And then he, he shares it like, yeah, there was an accountant named Robert Talley, which I thought was funny. Tally. Italian numbers mm-hmm. and he's an accountant thought that was funny I was like haha Freddy um, <laughs> but uh, like I feel I did, you know, that was the first thing that popped in my head I was like Freddy would fucking name a character like that <laughs> he's an accountant oh what's the tally <laughs> exactly so he tells her that he that he murdered his neighbor out of fucking nowhere and this woman saw it and it was passed on to her like goddamn, so it it was passed on to the eyewitness, who also committed or who also died by suicide. Fucking wild. So she's a lets him, lets her know that, or he lets her know that he's in holding in Altoona right now, um, which is off the shores of New Jersey, um, and. She's like, I need to see this guy. And he's like, all right, say less. So he fucking takes <laughs> her. So he yeah. fucking takes her to go see this dude. And I'll that's my when, job and career for this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then that's when she tells him everything um, uh, of what's kind of going on. He thought like, oh, I did not expect you to say that shit. Um, so they Wait, he believes her. Huh? He believes her. He believes her. Yeah. Yeah. Or, he, or, or, or like, I, I wouldn't say he believes or her. Or he's like. I, I think it he has be- to be one of those two things. It's either you're crazy or this is true. <laughs> I think he's just being there for her. Like he, I don't think he believes her. I just think he's just like, I don't, I don't know what to believe. Right. But I just know you need me. Right. And that's, that's, that's all I'm going to do right now. I'm just going to be here for you and be a support needs. system. Exactly. Yeah. Like it doesn't necessarily matter if he believes her or not. It's just the fact that she needs someone to be in her corner. Right. And that's that's it. That's all she needs. She just needs someone to be there for her. Um, but she explains like how it kind of works and things like that. And, and that like it's taking over these people. 
and the it, you know it's it's kind of bouncing off from person to person to person this entity and he's just like fuck shit that oddly makes sense as as crazy as this sounds it makes sense um right 20 cases is too large of a number to like not look at but like exactly. okay there's not not something going down right exactly so something is definitely going on here um but she asked him like how long do they usually survive and he says none of them survived longer than a week and some actually didn't even make it past four days and she lets him know that like today is my fourth day and he's like hey hey hey, hey. you're not gonna die i promise and yeah promise broken but <laughs> um they make it i driving fucking forever jesus christ they make it Daytime. the next day to this uh correction office probably like i don't know how this guy doesn't look like hell right now he does not look that tired um and he's like all right let's go talk to this guy so they go to find Tally, and the correction officer is just like, yeah, this dude's a bag of Fruit Loops, blah, 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 blah. And he lets him know, I'll only give you 10 minutes. So she goes in there to talk to him, and she's acting like that one of her patients are the ones that has this uh, this thing potentially passed to them. He doesn't tell her everything he knows until Homeboy leaves, right? So um, Joel leaves out. Um, and he finally tells her that the rest of the rules in the game. Right, he tells her that like, oh, you know, I, there's this guy that I went doing my own research, and when I when I did my own research, I found that this guy killed someone else and he passed it on. And I'm just like, damn. And he tells her he's like, the bloodier the better. With a key witness. With a key witness to pass it on to. Yeah. And, you know, the bloodier, the better, and so on and so forth. But one thing I want to give a quick shout out to, though, Rob Morgan. That's the actor that plays Robert Daly. Rob Morgan fucking acted his ass off in this moment. In my opinion, the best actors in this movie, for sure, are him and the girl that played Laura. That's fair. Like, I, I thought Rob's fucking destroyed it in this role. Um, and you know where he's from, right? I was about to look it up right now. Last black man in San Francisco. Oh, he's the dad. He's the dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. yeah. He's yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah. phenomenal actor, dude. Phenomenal actor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But he tells her that, like, yeah, he he, uh, you know, he killed um his neighbor's wife or something like that, and um. That's when he tells her, he's like, if you kill someone, you have a key witness, the bloodier the better. That's the only way to pass it on. And then she yells that she can't, she can't kill someone. And he's like, wait a second, it's you? You have it? And he yells for her to get them away from him. And like, like she, and he's just like, God damn, he's like, you're not going to pass this back on to me. Like get get out of here, leave! Like he, he yells for her to get away from him, and he's like, "Why the fuck did you come here?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, such a great scene. Yeah, and they pull him back, and like he's like he's he's ready for them to take him back. Like he rather live in jail than be dead. And man, she leaves out, and she and he and Joel's just like like what happened? And she's like nothing. 
And he's like, what are you saying? Like, nothing, nothing. And like, Joel, let's just go. And I was like, no, you're telling me what he said because something's going the fuck on. Right. Like, something's happening here. Um, and I love this here because you mail. see her mail and it says, it says last, last chance. chance. Yep. And this is, uh, this is one of our final scenes before she has her plan. Right. Right. So. This is her last chance. This is her last chance. So she gets a call from her, her doctor, her therapist. She doesn't hey, answer hey, it. Can you go back 10 seconds? Uh, she doesn't answer it. Yeah. I want to see the, the phone. Um, the phone? Yeah. Uh, her cell phone? Her cell phone. When the, the name pops up. Uh-huh. Why? I feel like it's vibrating. So like they CGI'd the call on top of her phone. Uh. Probably. It? It's like shifting. It's kind of shifting a little bit. Most likely. Why? Most likely <laughs> they did. could just called her and had that in her context. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, small detail. Yeah, small detail. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. Super interesting. The only thing, oh, all oh, right. Canada dry. dry. All right. They see that we keep pausing this movie. But yeah, um, <laughs> uh, they're like, Canada Dry Break? <laughs> Now's the time. So we get Rose fucking like, she's Getting like, ready for battle. Like game time. Yeah, right. like she looks like she's about to go for a run, right? But no, she puts on a shirt, fucking puts Stretches. her hair back, oh, yeah. and she looks at, out the window. And then she goes to like sit on the fucking couch <laughs> or the like, chair. I to get ready. I'm pumped. I'm sad and this, depressed and looking at photos. This was so weird. So I paused this to look at all these photos here. Yeah. Um, as one does. One. Right. Oh, come on. Um, but as I pause it to look at all these photos as a fucking Canada dry thing is in our way. Um, but when I pause it to look at, all the, at these photos, yeah, the photos are all brutal, but they're all in interesting places. Like, the one at the bottom right looks like it's inside of an elevator. Um, the one at the top looks like it's in a shower. Like yeah. It's, like it's it's hard to tell like where the, some of these the places are. Right. White panels. Stuff. Yeah. So it's super hard to tell uh, where these places, where these are. Railroad. Uh, railroad track, um, which was very, very intense. But her phone rings again as she's looking um, at these horrific photos. It's her, it's her fiance telling her like, a bunch of things like, will you please call me back? Hello, yada, yada, yada. Um, are you home? I want to talk to you. She bites down so hard that she bites a chunk out of her finger. When she's biting her nails, yeah. Yeah. And um, she goes to wash it off. She cleans it off. Um, yikes. She When she does this, though, she gets that idea, right? She's like, all right, I'm going to have to kill somebody. I gotta kill somebody. I don't want that. I don't want to end up like the, those folks. And then she hears her doorbell ring, and it's Madeline. It's Madeline at the door. Killer. And she apologizes. And she's like, "Hey, I'm sorry for dropping in." Yada yada yada. And then she like yells that like I think you need to go. And she tells her like like you know I got to notify the authorities if this is if this is what's going on and blah if blah you're blah. A harm to you or others, yeah. Right. Um, so so she, she goes to sit down with her and chat and she tells her like, Hey, you know, it, it feels paranormal, you know, and she kind of reasons with her a little bit just to like kind of shut her up. And she's like, that's it. That's all. She's like, we're good. Right. You can leave now. And then she goes in further because she's like, how are you feeling now? She tells her like, Oh, you know, 
my sister shut me out. My, I'm pretty sure my fiance thinks I'm crazy. Um, and now my therapist is coming in. Uh, my former therapist is coming in and making unannounced house calls. Feeling pretty fucking good. <laughs> so she kind of goes over all of this, right? And the phone rings. Mm. It's her fucking therapist. Telling her that she's been trying to call her all morning. This is where the great reveal stops, though. This is where it stops for me. This is my least favorite scene. So, smile right across from her. She's like, like oh, shit. Oh, shit. She starts crying. She she hops over that couch. Like, fuck that. And it's very reminiscent um, to his short film, Laura Hasn't Slept. We get a very similar scene in there. Um, She falls over as um, the entity i guess walks over and drops down very heavy feet still adorning that smile and laughing at the same time she grabs her face and roars with saliva coming out i I don't like this i think it was creepy i think it's creepy but what was the point of this what was the point of this thing doing this why didn't you just get inside of her now she's getting closer and closer but but you're there like you, you, it's Almost. no more closeness. You're you're literally touching her face. So like I I feel like like this is this is what I mean by like but it's this all in her movie, head still. It doesn't matter. So was the other thing, right? The other thing is all that in her head as a, well. Another like oh, well, I was close to having it really overcome and take me. I don't know, man, because like this that that's not really selling it for me because like this scene right here, the the thing has her. Now, like it's it's not at a distance anymore. You know what right. I'm saying? Like it's literally physically touching her. It has her hand over its over her mouth, and then we kind of get nothing from that. Like this this was it's here just for a scare. Because even um, with Laura, she said that like, oh, it told me I'm gonna die today. It's all a process. It's like I'm gonna put you as low as you can. Yeah, but then why I why really do some last you. for four days and others last for seven? Some people are more mentally strong than others. I guess, yeah. but at the same time, I, like I feel like she still has that instability. Yeah, but she's also been. I don't know, like man. A doctor, that, she's she I treats patients. I feel like that's she, not that's not. If it's touching her face, I feel like at that point, y- you got her. Like you physically touched her, you physically laid a hand on her. Versus before, where you're just like you just popped up here and there. You've yelled at her. Now you physically have touched her face. Like you can yeah, just automatically start end, moving, opening it up. No, see that's the thing though. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, like th- this scene just isn't a strong scene to me. That's fair. I just think it's not strong. Also, I'm not a fan of the voice oscillation in this. I would have loved it. it would have just kept Madeline's voice, but. um yeah, I don't know. I just feel like this scene's not strong um, because it has her. It's right in her face, and it it feels like the mo- this was just there for a scare. Um, I think it, this is what drives her to like. Now I have to do this. Yes, but she doesn't though. She dreams. I know. So it's, like she she dreamt it. She dreamt it in why, her like, car. Nothing is real, right? So it's just like that. That made it also a very. You know, like it, it to me, it makes that scene very weak. Um, it was awesome reveal, and I would love for her to maybe run out the house or something and then go to here instead of it touching her her face and the the drool and stuff like that. Um, great scare though, 
it just doesn't make sense to me for the plot of the film. But anyway, she ends up to the back at the hospital and she has the knife. Um, she puts it underneath her uh, sweater and goes back in and kind of plays it off. And she chooses Carl as her imaginary victim. And when she goes into Carl's room, her boss shows up. He's like, yo, Rose, what are you doing? And then and she's like, cool. She's like, You're fuck it. Thumb. This is time. So she starts stabbing the shit out of Carl <laughs> to the point where they start laughing at each other. Or no, not even laughing. Like they're doing the same thing. She's like, ha, ha. And he's doing it back, mocking her. And um, as he's mocking her, fucking the, her boss is like screaming in the background and he rips his face off. And this is also a homage to Laura hasn't slept as well. Um, but she's stabbing the shit out of this fucking dude in his stomach multiple times. And um, yeah, her her boss screams fucking screams and he rips his face off and then she screams and she wakes up in her car hmm. and then her boss, boss comes, shows up, shows like, up and knocks hey, on yeah. the window like, like, I see that like knife in your car? why are you why are you here like hey you're not supposed to be here and then as she tells him that she's like oh you know I, I gotta go blah 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 yada yada gotta dip he notices the knife and she dips out and he's like, I, I just like, matter of fact, like, I don't think you need to go anywhere. Like, cause stay here. But she, she leaves. And, uh, cause he pops into the idea that like, oh, I need to be away from no one. It can't do anything to me right. if no one's around. But obviously you're easily coerced because it fucking was in your house and it grabbed your whole face. Right. But there has to be a witness too. See, that's why I didn't get her. Probably. That's the only reason why I could think of that it didn't get her, but why have that scene? That scene. Entertainment. That's literally it. That's the only thing I can think of. It's just like just that reason why. Right? And then why not right now? You have the knife. Why not just do it right now? You have a witness. So it's like these are moments where I'm just like, you know, the this movie goes on too long. Because, like, there's a bunch of moments in here where I'm just like, we could have gotten to a lot of these resolutions faster, in my opinion. Um, But, yeah, she gets scared because she sees Carl again in his bloody face, so she drives the fuck off. She dips. Um, I thought she was going to get hit, uh, like, by a car. Um, But she dips out of there, and she goes to her mom's house, childhood home. And, like, where the fuck did they live? Far away from everyone else. Like, goddamn. Like, they lived nowhere. <laughs> like, they lived nowhere. But Joel calls her as she's driving. Um, and he tells her, like, there's an APB out on you. What the fuck happened? Like, what did you, like, what did you just do? And she tells him, like, like, it can't pass on to me if it doesn't, if I'm not by anyone. Right. So, or it can't, it can't get me if I, and he's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you're, you're just going to hide from people for the rest of your life? Which... That's a great question. Right. Well, right. she says that she has to face it and she has to like... I'm well, yeah, she has run. to face her trauma. Right. Right? And this is this is where she officially faces her trauma that she has experienced from her mom. But her life goes upside down again, as yep. the camera does. Life goes as upside down again. I, yeah, dude, this is so nauseating for me. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but we go we go uh, into her mom's house or going towards her mom's house. It's crazy because we always talk about color when she uh, drives a red car, driving to her own... Yeah, driving her own funeral. That's crazy. But um, she gets out 
walked slowly. <laughs> and, you know, she reminisces a little bit. Opening the door, her phone rings and uh, Joel calling her again, but she leaves it in the car. Stupid. <laughs> she reminisces, goes inside the house and opens up her old childhood room, checks the lights. Of course, they won't be on. Like, what the fuck? When was the last time you paid a bill there? Um, and, it, you know, it's it's disheveled, but at the same right. time, it's like there's still stuff there. Right. Like there's a lamp, there's some chairs, the fucking can on the floor. Um, her mom's room. She goes into her mom's room, but like hesitates a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Goes in, sees her mom's room, just nothing, bare, right? Which is, she kind of remembers how she saw her mom. Her mom asking for help, calling for her. Fucking hell. This scene's intense. Right. Now, do you think that she was trying to face her trauma? No, well, no, no, no. I, her mom here. This I'm, I'm a question about her mom. Do you think her mom was actually trying to kill herself, or do you think that um, she just I took mean, too many pills on did. accident? On ultimately, accident. she did. But like, yeah. do you think it was on accident? Or do you think it was intentional? And she I just was, she, she just help. regretted it in the moment. I think. Well, we're here. She's just gone because of the medicine because of the alcohol the mixture of everything so right. she's asking for help at the same time because she says like done. mommy made a mistake right Right. so like um she she's yelling for her right so like when she tells her like oh mommy made a mistake or whatever you feel that like she wasn't intentionally trying to kill herself right. but she accidentally over or um, mixed the message. She's just protecting her child. It's like, oh, don't worry about me. I just made a mistake. I'm just, I'm fine. Well, no, she tells her to, I made a mistake and call for help. Right. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, like, I'm fucking dying. Like, help me. Like, that is, but yeah. So she, I mean, she tells her that she made a mistake or whatever and, and she calls out to her and Rose runs. And then we go back to regular Rose or present day Rose and Rose finds a lantern, lights the lantern. And when she does this, she sees, she goes back and she hears something in like the back and goes back to her mom's room, right? It's nighttime now. And her fucking mom is like slumped over the bed, hands in her, uh, hands on her face. And she looks up and stands up and she they have a conversation and this was this was so intense like it was so sad right <laughs> fuck it was so sad she apologizes to her daughter and rose is like you know trying her best to fight those fucking tears cuz she knows deep down like this is this fucking thing but she she faces her trauma she faces it head on and she, as she's telling her that, like, I'm a bad mom and everything, you know, I put so much on you and I, you know, there's something inside me that's terrible and things like that. I hate myself. She yells for her to stop. She yells, Rose yells for her to stop. And then she asks that people pleaser aspect, right? Are you ashamed of me? You know, Rose doesn't ask that. Her mom asked that. And then she, and Rose tells her no. And then she asks her, like, well, then why did you let me die? Hmm. And she said, why didn't you save me? She and was a monster. Rose yelled, it is not my fault. And she tells her, she's like, you could have called help. And she tells her to stop it, stop it, stop it. And then when she goes in, you wish that I w- uh, would die. And then she told her, because I was afraid of you. I was 10 years old and you were a monster. Yeah. Damn. Damn. And like, 
letting her know that like, yeah, this is not fair. You needed like she knows that this isn't fair and she knows that she needed help, but she couldn't. She was 10. Right. She was 10 years old. And, you know, she had to carry that. And she admits she carried that guilt her entire life until right now. That was her guilt to carry. And telling her, like, I have to let it go. Finally accepting that I need to let this shit go. Because Holly let it go. Right? Like, Holly was just like, I'm fucking out. Deuces. I'm gone. And she let it go. And then she yells that this isn't real. But I love this part. She tells her, she's like, but Rose, your mind makes it real. And then she smiles. It's a creepy smile, too. And then she yells, like, what are you? It is a creepy smile. It's kind of like a, like a, like a cat. Like, oh, man, if we've got some glowing eyes right there. <laughs> Boy, I'm telling you. Uh, but then the voice distorts. And that's where I'm just like, fuck, I hate the voice distorting. But whatever. We get, she's about to close the door. And then she opens it. And she's just fucking tall ass, fucking lanky, spindly dude. You know, this is something that's used a lot in horror lately. I think, I think it's safe to say that we can stop it. Like the tall, the tall people in horror. <laughs> like we got it in Mama, we right, got right. it in Lights Out, we got it in Wreck. Um, Wreck, I think, is where it like kind of started. That's where I was like super surprised by it. But right. like we got it in It Hell House. We got it in Hell House. Like I think, I think we could retire the tall. Gerald's game. It wasn't Gerald's game. Yeah. It was in It Follows as well. Yeah. Uh, like That's a scary imagery, I guess. It is, but it's just not surprising anymore. Right. Like, I feel like I feel like we can get a little this bit more cool. clever. The scene is pretty cool. Where, so, like, she kind of backs like away and, yeah. and, you know, runs into the living room, stares out as she's whimpering with the lantern in her hand. And it's a lantern. It's not going to glow much, right? right. Um, by the way, you can sign up for our lantern tier over on Patreon.com. But uh, <laughs> with the lantern, the fucking thing throws her across the room telling her that that she can't escape her mind then we get a little uh freddy krueger-esque as she's choking rose on the ground and the fucking oh, lantern's on it? fire and she's like but it's my mind and she fucking breaks her wrist and shit and he's like and she fucking grabs that lantern and she fucking smacks this chick in the face Straight up burns her to death. I'm like, how did your hand not burn the way you right. grabbed that lantern? But like she, you know, like she smacks her in the face and she's like, Whoa! and she's like she screaming and, yeah, yeah. and she's like <laughs> falling to the ground and she she's on fire. The house is on fire. Shit's lit. Shit's lit. And she starts to crawl towards Rose it as she sees awful, her. That's okay. Um, what? I was like, it looks kind of awful, but yeah, it, it, the CG's a little, a little rough here. Um, but it starts crawling towards her. She gets out of the house. It fucking goes to flames. Rose kind of watches it burn a little bit, accepting that piece of her life, and officially driving back, feeling oh. some piece of comfort here. What a nice, nice comfort. Ending. Going straight to Joel, and you know, like, like I said, if it would have ended there, I would have understood. I yeah. would have understood. Um, she goes to Joel, talks to him, and like, I did it, man. I fucking did it. You know what I'm saying? Let's fuck. So, like, she, they don't do that. But, uh, Joel fucking flips the script. Right? Turns out that Joel is Mr. Smiley. Mm. Damn. 
twist. The twist. Although it was very predictable. Um, that like when she went there, I, I just knew in that moment I was just like, it's not. Yeah, over. the movie's still going. Yeah, the movie's still going. You could tell it's like, yeah. oh, okay, what else? The, the, it was at this point where <clears throat> I did check my watch a little bit, and I was like, okay, all right, like I, I when, it, when we're wrapping up, right? Like, <laughs> luckily we now did because he tells her I'm going to stay with you forever, and then the fucking lights kind of shut off on them, um, and she runs through his door after he chases after her. And she's back inside her fucking mom's house. Hmm. And back her inside of her mom's house, excuse me, or by her mom's house. She never left. Um, surprise, surprise. This thing has continued to force her to do things that she doesn't want to do. Um, she goes back inside the house and we get the fucking craziest creature just entering inside of her mouth. <laughs> It like rips its face off and it shows like all of the smiles that it's contracted over these years. Not even years. It sounds like a fucking just months. This is the reverse scene of men. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Going inside of her mouth instead of a fucking man birthing himself. With Alex Garland's men. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And Alex Garland's men. Uh, but Fucking uh, Joel busts through the door, straight police style, and he has zero backup. So he like goes in and he sees the lantern on the floor. He sees her jacket on the floor. He hears something dripping. And he's like, "What the fuck is that dripping?" And it turns out that it's Rose, not her outfit, not her outfit. The drip is not real. And the drip is not real. It's Rose standing in the middle of the floor. With a can of kerosene over her head, emptying the whole thing. She turns around and she's smiling. No. She just, she pulls out that fucking uh, cardboard of matches and with the smile. She ran up and like, oh, yeah, something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or like, you you know what happens. Like, you you know that like, oh, it needs to, it needs you to see in order for it to pass on. I would have, I would have left. I would have left. I would have left. I've closed my eyes. Yeah. But at the same time. Or run after her and just like smack that out of her hand. Yeah. At the same time, you know, it's kind of like that whole concept of like. You can't look uh, away. Yeah, you can't look away. Exactly. It's like looking at a car accident. Um, and she's standing for a long time as she's burning with that smile on her face. And then credits. Oof. Fucking hell, man. Uh, yeah, man, this movie's nuts. This, it is. This movie's wild. And I, I think a lot of people didn't expect it to go as hard as it did, but it went hard. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun it, movie. It is a fun movie. It is a, it is, it is a very dark movie, but it is, it is a fun movie though. Like I, I would, would admit like, even though it has a very, uh, very dark messages and very real messages, I still find this movie to be fun. Like, like if you just go in and watch this movie as a horror film and you don't want to look into any of the mental illness aspects, which it's, it's blatant. So it's kind of hard not to, but, um, if you don't want to look at all that, you don't have to, you could just watch this as a strictly a horror film and get so much out of it. It is a horror film through and fucking through, but I got some motherfucking movie facts for this. Movie facts. Movie facts. <gasps> um, 
Paramount originally planned for the film, which had a low budget of $17 million, to be a streaming-only release on Paramount+. Plus. Mm-hmm. The film was screened for test audiences and scored much higher than anticipated, prompting Paramount to give the film a theatrical release in the United States. It grossed $22 million over its opening weekend. Uh, I said $40 million, but I guess it's $22. Um, which Paramount's distribution chief, Chris Aronson, said exceeded our wildest expectations. There wow. you go. There you go. The film was actually originally titled Something's Wrong with Rose before being renamed Smile. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Especially with the marketing there. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great choice. Great choice. The cursed smile people wear bright pastel colors while Rose wears dark contrasting colors, showing the diff- difference between happy and sad. Mm, there you go. Shit. Okay. I like it. Okay. Uh... A 30-second teaser was released during Top Gun Maverick and Crimes of the Future. I think I remember. Yep. Top Gun Maverick. I don't remember it in Top Gun Maverick now that I think about it. I, I, but I also, I, I did come a little late. Like I, I was like maybe two trailers left when I came in for Top Gun. Uh, what a movie, though. You know what I'm saying? Top Gun? Yeah. Shouts had no right out. being that good. So good. It had no right. No fucking yeah. zero right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're good, though. Yeah, like, right? Like, that's awesome, but I hate you for it. Yeah, like... But it, I love it for it. It was so good. So good. It was so... It's, it, it's definitely one of my favorite films that's of this year. But... What? You say it's not true? No, I was like, best picture. Oh, best picture? You Nomination? think so? I think so. I don't Fuck, think I could see win. that though. I could see that being up I there. Can see it, yeah. I could see that being up there. You're right. Uh, the premise of the film resembles a short story of H.G. Wells, like I said, yeah. uh, where a man kills a native man in a rural place and has visions of his grinning head always looking at him wherever he goes, um, and ends up and where he ends up killing himself. The story is called Pollock and the Pearl Man. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, I didn't notice this. It says towards the end of the movie, when Rose visits her childhood home and confronts the spirit of her mother, the broken curtain rail and light coming through the window um, in the bedroom looks like the smile that Gabriel drew representing the entity. Huh. Did you notice that? Nope. I didn't notice that either. But hey, that maybe might be something we can revisit it in uh, the midnight hour. Because goddamn, this movie's a fucking lot. Yes. <laughs> But we definitely want to know what you think about Smile um, and if uh, Twitter is still a thing, which I assume it's going to be. I think Twitter is going to be fine. I think it's just going to be a little rough on on that website for a while. But Thanks. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, you can hit us up on Twitter if you, we want. Definitely want to keep talking about this movie a little bit um, for sure. You can hit us up over on Nightlight underscore pot. That's night with a K. Or you can hit up on, on our Discord where a lot more people have joined in um, due to actually Twitter being <laughs> in the stasis that it's in. So I've been, I very much appreciated that. A lot of great conversations going on. A lot of conversations about where people are headed next as well. We've been here in Mastodon. We I just hopped on Hive um, and uh, checking that out a little bit. Freddie just hopped on Hive as well. Um, so... We'll see how that goes. We'll see what happens with that. Um, I mean, well, whatever happens, happens, I guess. Um, but hey, we'll figure it out together, I guess, as a team. But the next film that we are going to be covering is I, I keep blanking out on writing these down uh, in the appropriate Barbarian. place. But is it Barbarian? Yep. Thank you. Next film we'll be covering is Barbarian. Man. But this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, we had Freddie. Always smiling. 
Also on Sunday night. With your help, we can reach more Ghoulish Nights with your recommendation to someone who would actually enjoy the show. If your podcast app allows you to rate our show, could please consider us giving us a five-star rating as it honestly does help us out a ton. Spotify is almost to 100. Uh, Apple Podcasts almost 200. Thank y'all. Holy shit. Woo-hoo. Very, very helpful. We do read every single uh, every single one, including the bad ones, even though they hurt my feelings. That's okay. Still read them. For extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod, and that's night with a one. Okay. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out, and we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. 